Good morning, everyone. Um, so today, um, in light of the season and in light of where we're at um, in the year and uh, everything that's going on and so forth, uh, today uh, we are going to be talking about the practice of gratitude. The practice of gratitude. Um, even though Thanksgiving, as I said, passed away, um, and every you know, like as it's passed, it was the uh, past uh, Thursday. Uh, but expressing our gratitude to God, and expressing our gratitude to people that are in our life, is actually a powerful um, virtue, and has um, and the the impact that it has in our lives is very godly. Like I said, it's a godly virtue. And uh, this is a season of giving, receiving, and showing gratitude. So that's why I believe that this was the perfect time to share um, a message like this. Um, we also just finished the David series. Um, and I realized that as we were going through that series, that all of David's life could be summed up um, in one phrase, and that was worship to God. You know, David was that uh, man that put God first, did all of his will, uh, gave uh, sacrifices to God, gave offerings to God, sang, danced, played instruments to the Lord, um, and this was his life. His whole entire life was this. And, um, you know, in thinking of that and thinking of, uh, you know, where we're at, I said, practicing of gratitude in our everyday lives about what God has done is just part of our worship. And it should be something that flows genuinely from our heart right? The thing though with um, something like gratitude is that it's not something that's automatic when we're born, right? Um, once we start uh, talking and once we start walking and speaking, uh, we actually tend to just take things, right? We don't really ask or thank our parents or uh, thank those that are taking care of us and so forth, you know, so obviously something like gratitude needs to be taught and it also needs to be learned, right? Because it's not something that's automatic. Um, even as I reflect on my own personal life um, and I look back and I even share this with my husband uh, one time is that one of the one of the biggest mistakes that I think I made, right, was not expressing um, my gratitude more to not only God, but to also relationships of, and the people of God around me, especially people that were so crucial and so pivotal in our, in our relationships, right, as we grow and as we mature. Um, and I think it's important. It's so vital to our spiritual walk as Christians to practice that gratitude. 
Amen. And so um, I want us to go a little bit deeper in in that practice of gratitude. Um, it's definitely something, like I said, that is taught and is not automatic. So the three things that we're going to touch on this morning is uh, how to practice gratitude. That's going to be the first one. The second one is going to be the power of gratitude. And the last one is going to be the results of practicing gratitude. Amen? So let's start here. Um, and like I said, you know, it's, it's sometimes um, something because we, we have to learn it and we it's something that has to be done on purpose. So that's going to be my first thing this morning. Um, first, Thess- first Thessalonians 5.18 In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So the first thing that we have here is that in order to practice gratitude, we have to do it on purpose. We have to do it on purpose. And at first, it's going to, you know, if it's not something that you do regularly or you're, you're not in, uh, you weren't maybe aware of it perhaps, um, but it might seem awkward in the beginning, if, if you're a beginner at it, um, if you're where, from wherever you're listening to this message from, some, some people might be beginners at it. And I remember, you know, worshiping the Lord when I first got saved and just saying thank you. It, it was something that I had to uh, do on purpose, not because I wasn't grateful, but, you know, that expression and just showing of gratitude to God is going to be something that we just have to do. So here are some practical ways uh, that I thought of um, that and actually work, okay, uh, in getting ourselves into the practice more. Okay, I'm not, this is not like saying that you're necessarily ungrateful, but just letting God know that you are thankful, is 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 different, right? That sincerity of heart. I mean, even when we look at David's life, you knew that he was grateful to God. And that's what I'm referring to, you know. Um and and it's creating that that type of heart, right? We want to create that. We want to because the more we do it, uh the more we practice it, the more we create that kind of heart in us. And that's my my point here. So one of the things is, uh, first is look around and see what you can be grateful for. We need to stop, you know, make it part of your devotion, make it part of your worship. And just at, at least at minimum, list three things that you can be grateful for that day. You know, whatever it is. You know, for the food on your table, for the bed that you sleep on, for the clothes that you you do have, and just thank God for it. We could also use a a journal or our phones to make lists. I know people who 
really go all out when it comes to practicing gratitude in their life. And they literally make long lists of every single thing that they're grateful for. Um, And we're going to get a little into this later, but one of the things that that does when we begin to look at our life and say, I thank God for this. I thank God that I do have a car. I thank God that I can take a bus. I thank God that I can take a train. I thank God that I can at least walk to, to my destination. When we begin to just outline each and every single thing that we are thankful for, it does something to us. On our, on our inside. Like I said, um, we're going to go a little bit more into that a little bit later, but um, it can, it really changes our perspective. Amen. It can really change our perspective. Okay. Uh, and the, the next one on uh, um, how to practice gratitude is worshiping God through song or prayer. Worshiping God through song and prayer. Um, we don't, I don't, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying this just for the Sundays, not just on Sunday and not just when you meet together with the body of Christ, but when you are home alone, when you, um, are having your private time with the Lord in those moments, just to worship God and just to thank him and just be thankful to him. Um, and during prayer, during song, and just letting him know that, you know, you could bust out in a dance if you want to. Um, nobody necessarily has to see you in order to show God your gratefulness, you know. Um, some people, just to be grateful, will give an offering to God, you know. It could be monetary, may not be monetary. It could be your time that you give as your, as your gratitude to God. You know, it's, it's one way that we show our gratitude is by paying it forward. You know, uh, when we know that God has been so good to us and we decide that we want to serve the Lord in return, that's a, that's an expression of gratitude. Amen. Okay. Uh, the last one that I have here, and this one we're going to spend a little bit more time on um, because uh, it, it's, it, sometimes it can be difficult, right, to practice gratitude. And so this is the one we're going to spend a little more time on. And the, the, the last one on, on this portion is during hardship, reflect on things that we can be grateful to God for. During hardship, reflect on things that we can be grateful to God for. Ephesians 5.20 says, Ephesians 5.20, Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That scripture says to give thanks for all things to God. It's not excluding anything from our lives everything. You know, when when we begin to, uh, like I said, list everything and be grateful for the small things, the big things, the in-between things, um, we what we do when we do that is give God's place in our life. 
We put him first when we do that. We let him know that we know that it's because of him that we're here. That we are here. It's because of him that we're able to work and have money. It's because of him. And so you, when, when we uh, put God first, things begin to align in life. Perspective shifts. Perspective changes. Right? And we begin to see more of God and less of the other stuff. We, we focus, right? The song that we sang was to keep our, our eyes on Christ and then miracles will happen. You know, when we shift that our point of view and shift our perspective um, and we, regardless of sometimes, and I'm not saying that um, we don't mourn. I'm not saying that we don't grieve maybe a loss, a hardship. Sometimes hardships come from losses of some sort. I'm not saying that we bypass that process at all. What I am saying is that we recognize God in the middle of that as well. Amen. And like I said, it's not easy. And we're, that's why I wanted to spend a little more time on this because I, um, it's one of the more difficult seasons that maybe somebody might be going through or maybe you're looking at the world and saying um, and feeling uh, a lot of different things. Uh, but there are things that we can be grateful for. The point is that even through hardships and trials, God is working on our behalf. Through hardships and trials, God is working on our behalf. And it's something that we have to believe. Um, it's not a good feeling, but God is always up to something good. Um, we have to simply thank God for what is going right or what has been right in our lives. Right? Uh, there's that nurse, uh, the Sunday school uh, rhyme. Count your blessings one by one. Because it, it starts letting us look at what God has done and lets us know that God will do it again or do greater things in our life. It invites that into, into our lives. He brought us out of trouble. You know, we begin to list and bring to remembrance all the good things that God has done. So God, what God has brought us out of trouble from, he brought us out of bad relationships. He's brought you out of some dark situations before in the past. He will do it again. Amen. When we thank God in the middle of that and we, we bring things to remembrance again, we begin to increase our faith. That's why practicing gratitude is so important. Lifting our voice to the Lord and saying, I thank God for who he is, what he has done. And then when we look back at our hardships, when they're over, because there's always a beginning and end to everything. And when that hardship is over, we're going to be thankful that we came out better and stronger. Because that's always the end result of any hardship and trial is that we become better and stronger. Um, the uh, other thing that I want to point out here um, during hardships, then um, I think that it's powerful that when we're going through a hardship and we find things that we're thankful for, 
it's one of the things that irritates the enemy so much is when we lift our voice and say, God, I love you, I trust you, and I thank you. You did it before, and you'll do it again. It, it will just absolutely irritate your enemies so much. It is such a powerful tool. I have seen it in my life when I just, everything just looked like it was absolutely falling apart. And I still said, I still chose, you know, to worship God and just to thank him. I just blast up my music and I just, you, you make that, it's a choice. It's a painful choice. And see, and when it's a painful choice, it's a sacrifice to God. And when we make that type of sacrifice, God will not leave you hanging. It is a guarantee. God will not leave you hanging in the middle of that. He will come through because you invite him into the situation. Amen. And you're going to see that a little bit later on as we go on here. So an example that I have is when the Apostle Paul was put in prison again for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, he worshiped the Lord, Acts 16. I want us to look at the story. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city, and they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. So they're beating Paul and Silas. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. That is practicing gratitude in the middle of hardship. When we choose, it's the most powerful thing it will, and we're going to get to that in the next part, it, it can break chains off of our life. It can break yokes off of our life. It can bring deliverance to our soul. Amen. James 1, 2-5 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. One of the things, that's why I said when we go through hardships, the end result, trials, tribulations, the end result is always a better us. And so when we give God praise and we not necessarily 
oh, thank God I'm going through harsh. Not this kind of thing. But we just give God his place in the middle of it and know that he's with us. It produces good things in us. And we're gonna, I'm going to touch on that um, in, in the third part of this when I talk about the results of it. Um, and you're going to remember this part because it, it produces something in us that um, is, is seen. We're, we're not going to be just mediocre Christians, but we're going to be powerful Christians. David is another good biblical example Uh the king that God, um, so there was Saul, right? So Saul was appointed king over Israel. Um, and obviously he was David's king at the time. Um, and Saul was trying to kill him, constantly trying to kill him, but it didn't stop David from giving thanks to God for what he did have. It got so bad that, um, he had javelins thrown at him. He was, uh, constantly trying to corner him, you know, putting him into war, make, trying to get him to, to just die, right? Um, but and it got so bad at one point that David ran away and hid in a cave. Um, and many of us would cringe at the thought of even having to run to a cave or even to camp out in the wilderness, and just have to forage for food and, you know, live alone. And many of us would find it very difficult. And here's David. He hasn't necessarily done anything wrong. And he's in the middle of his hardship, feeling lonely and having to do everything on his own. And this is um, one of the, in, in his Psalm, Psalm 57, 7 to 8. If you want to read, you can read the whole psalm. It's when he was running away to go to the cave. And he ends with this in his psalm. It says, My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. Awake my glory. Awake Luton harp. I will awaken the dawn. He could still just give God praise. And give him his thanks. Because he knew that God would deliver him. You know, I even saw this uh, docu-series on young people. Um, they had put them out in the wilderness. To do for themselves and to fend for themselves. Young people, I, they're probably in their 20s, you know? And at the, so the, the whole thing was they were going to win a prize. I don't know how much money it was. It was some large amount of money. Um, and at the end of it, it was like, I think maybe three, four, six months. At the end of it, none of them were the same. None of them were the same. They all took something good from their time as hard as it was for them because you know their parents did everything for them to having to do everything for themselves and they a lot of them grew um emotionally from from all those hardships 
that they had to go through. I mean, they did it all for money, but it still had uh, an impact, a good one. And that's my point um, in their life. So to be grateful when we're going through hardships because God is doing something powerful in our lives. Amen. Okay, so this is going to bring me to my second point on practicing gratitude. Our second point in practicing gratitude is the power of gratitude. The power of gratitude. And here, it's only going to be two, two important things about the power of gratitude. The first one is it opens us up to receive blessings from God. And the second one is that it helps us to mature as believers. It opens us up to receive blessings from God. And the second one is that it helps us to mature as believers. So gratitude opens our lives to receive blessings from God. The story of the 10 lepers who met Jesus on his way to Jerusalem. He told them um, all to go show themselves to the priests to get cleansed. And as they went, the leprosy left their bodies. But only one of them returned to thank Jesus. I want us just to read a few verses. Luke 17, verses 15 to 19. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face and at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. One of the ten was truly blessed. It was the one that came back to thank God. And I believe that it had a powerful impact on his faith. When we come back and go to God, I thank you for what you did. It helps us in our faith walk than just taking from God. When we just take from him and we don't give him back his thanks, it's almost as if we can even forget or even say he didn't do it, right? Because we don't give the recognition in our life. We, we displace him. He was, Jesus was even surprised. He said, only this foreigner. He expected the ones that weren't foreigners to know who he was and to give him thanks and give him his due place. The foreigner was the one that did it. And so when we give thanks to God, I believe that it gives God his place and it increases our faith in him because we thank him for it and we let him know that we're blessed. Um, I want us to now turn to the biblical account of Jesus himself giving thanks to God. Now, it has to be, you know, when the son 
of God himself gives thanks to God. I think that's a powerful statement. So let's look at this story, John uh, 6, 7 to 12, and we're going to wrap up soon. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient. There's the feeding of the, of the multitude. Uh, worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting, and likewise to the fish, much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, so nothing is lost. Now, this is one of the powerful miracles that Jesus performed, and a lot of ministries have said they've experienced this multiplication from little. But the point that I want to take out from this story is that it's better to give thanks for what we have because it will always bring us satisfaction. No matter how little it may seem, when we give thanks for what God has provided, it will fill us. Amen? And satisfaction and contentment is one of the greatest gains that we could ever have in this life. If we want to experience the satisfaction and contentment in our life, it is in practicing gratitude. Because when we do that, we'll feel fulfilled and satisfied. And, and if you notice, it says, he gave thanks, distributed them, sitting down, and so they were filled. First Timothy 6, 6 says, Now godliness with contentment is great gain. When we are thankful, it opens us up to receive the blessings of contentment and increases our faith and our trust in God. Ultimately, it is God we're grateful to, and the more gratitude our heart is, the more blessings we will experience in our lives. Blessings in our lives let us know that God is active and working in our life. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Okay, the second part, and I'm going to close up fast. The second part is it helps us to mature as believers. Gratitude is like putting fertilizer on a plant. How do we keep plants healthy and growing? We put fertilizer. How do we keep our Christian life healthy and growing? We put some gratitude on it. Uh, since we just finished studying David, I know that it's fresh. All the hardships David endured and went through shaped him to be one of Israel's greatest kings. 
from his struggles as a young person. Uh, he was the least paid attention to among his brothers. He was the one tending the sheep, even though it was not his job. David still did it with thanksgiving to God. Once he was anointed as king, the traits um, that he endured by his, the, the things that he, the trials that he endured by his king um, formed him and shaped him to the man that he ended up becoming. I wonder if, you know, David hadn't endured these things and he hadn't uh, had his character shaped if he would have been just as great. I believe everything what did something to him and uh, increased his devotion to God. It helped him be more thankful. You would think it would do the opposite, but I think it did. The, it went the other way for him. And, and if you look at his, his life, uh, you can really see it. It was David's character of love, gratefulness, devotion, and worship to God that guided him through life. So let's also have a similar heart of thanksgiving to God. Um, okay, so let's wrap up. So the results of gratitude in our life. That's the last one. The results of gratitude in our life. It makes us happier less stressed and improves quality of life it makes us happier less stressed and improves quality of life um you this is even a scientific finding and i try not to put these in there but gratitude comes from the bible and a lot of uh uh secular people just want the blessing that comes from it Okay, so obviously there ha there is power in it. And the result of that that they've seen when people are more grateful and just practice that gratitude, they tend to be more happier, less stressed, and their quality of life is better. Actually, they even see a decrease in heart disease in people who practice gratitude. So it's also healthy for us. Okay, um, most importantly... And this is what I was referring to earlier, right? Most importantly, gratitude makes us fertile ground to produce the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, patience, and self-control. Remember, we talked about that earlier. And it makes that ground fertile for us to see those fruits more in our life when we practice gratitude. Um, the next result of gratitude is that it shapes our character and propels us to be mature believers in Christ. It's an essential ingredient in our maturity. I think it helps us to get into position to where God wants us to be. And that's the final one. Finally, it propels us to our God-given positions. Like I showed the example of King David and everything throughout his life. If David had not been, had had that gratitude and that thanksgiving, I don't think that he would have made it to where God was taking him. So gratitude will propel us to our God-given positions. Amen.
So finally, um, let's close up this morning. Practicing gratitude in our lives is something that is done on purpose. It needs to be practiced on purpose. It's a powerful virtue that has powerful results in our lives. It brings, opens us up for blessings and it has a positive impact in our life. Amen. Uh, my prayer as we close up is that we make up our mind to practice gratitude and to have that heart of gratitude as we uh, continue to press forward, as we, um, whatever, wherever we are in our life, uh, as we're listening to this message, that we just practice that heart of gratitude. Amen. Let's pray this morning. Lord, I just thank you and I give you praise for your word, Lord God, that as we live this place, Lord, that we took something from this, um, that we would be just people filled with gratitude and thankfulness for even the little bit that we might have today, Lord God, knowing that you will take us through, that you will see us through to the end. We give you thanks and we worship you, Lord God, for the God that you are, that you will always supply every single need and you're always up to something good. We thank you and we give you praise for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Over to you, Pastor Steve. Amen. Very good. Didactic. Amen. Uh, nine points were given to us. The how tos, the power of gratitude, and the results of gratitude. Uh, my, in my notes, I wrote nine points. Maybe it was small, but it was good. Amen. Thank God for that. Please do listen when this message is uploaded on our podcast. Um, let's listen to the following announcements. Like we said um, in times past, this month is what we call a prayer sandwich month. And why do I say that? Because we are praying in the first of the last weeks of the month. So uh, we are going to pray this week, which will be the last week of the month. And we will actually be fasting and praying. And it will begin tomorrow from Monday 27th to Friday, December 1st. And we'll be meeting every night on Zoom from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. So um, I'll send you the prayer outline so you know, we sort of prepare ourselves and then we'll need to pray over it corporately. Amen. Uh, Saturday 2nd is our first Saturday of the month and it's our, our time of prayer. So we'll be praying Saturday from 7 to 8 in the morning. Amen. And please don't forget that Sunday 3rd it's also the first Sunday of the month, so to be our communion Sunday. So uh, let's put that in remembrance. Amen. Amen. So I'm looking forward to our time of corporate prayer um, this week. So as a result, there'll be no Bible study. So Sunday, Wednesday, rather be praying. Amen. And that's it for today. God bless all of you. I hope you enjoyed today's service. And like I said, let's fix your eyes on Jesus and believe God for a miracle. And the, the song that we sang today says that miracles do happen when we fix our gaze on Jesus. 
Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Uh, Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 to 26. Uh, let's recite the blessing there, Amen. which says that may the Lord bless you and may he cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord um, show forth his countenance towards you and may you be blessed in whatever you do. Amen. God bless all of you. Thank you for attending today's service. And let's also not forget to complete our worship by giving generously. Amen. So we are done. Have a good day. Blessings.